Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today co-hosting in the studio is my wife, April Hill, and we are going to be talking to you today about do you understand where your citizenship really is recorded? And I know this is broadcasting worldwide now. We are actually being heard in over 30 nations around the world, and this could be a hot topic, but we are talking about Christians and their spiritual life and understanding where your citizenship really matters. So we are going to be on a really controversial topic where people don't always understand their true identity after they become saved. And in April, that's been a uh, hot topic here today while we were studying it. And, uh, you know, we, we've had uh, a short discussion here before we, before we fired up the microphone, but I want to start us out in a uh, scripture where Jesus was standing before Pilate and uh, Pilate was asking him the question and he said, are you a king? And Jesus responded in such a way that tells us as Christians, when we become Christians and Christ enters into us, Jesus's first answer, even before he was crucified, gave us an idea as to where our citizenship really lies. So, April, do you want to read this scripture for us? John 18 and 36. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. Wow. Did you catch that? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And he didn't say, you know, Jesus was a Jew. And Jesus said, if my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders, not by my leaders. Did anybody else catch that in that scripture? So read, read that one more time for us, April. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. So Jesus has clearly established that his kingdom is not of this world and the Jewish leaders are not the ones that are in authority over him because his kingdom and he established, he's saying, I do have a kingdom. So he's telling Pilate that he is a king and he does have a kingdom, but it's not of this world and it's somewhere else. Now, I want to move on to that just a little bit here because John 15 and 19 tells us that if you belong to this world, it would love you. So Christians, you need to understand that if you're hated, if people don't like you because of the way you believe, it's because you aren't, you don't fit in with them. You're not supposed to. John 15 and 19, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. But as it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. This is Jesus speaking again here. He's saying, I've chosen you to come out of the world, and that's why the world hates you. So, um, so April, 
in John 17 and 14, Jesus is actually having a conversation with God or speaking to the Father. And he is making this statement here about us, the Christians, the believers. So read John 17 and 14 for us. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of this world any more than I am of the world. So Jesus is establishing again. He's, he's talking to the father and saying, I've given you my, I've given them your word, just like you've instructed me to. And now the world hates them because they have your word in them. And he's establishing again, if you look there that for they are not of this world any more than I am of this world. And, and even in John 17 and 16, Jesus repeats this again. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. So he's establishing if you are a Christian, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you've asked him into your heart, you are not of this world. And he has told us that he is a king and that he has a kingdom. And it's not in this world. It's somewhere else. Now, we're going to move on to James chapter 4, verse 4. And he makes a statement here uh, in the book of James. You want to read that one for us, April? You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Wow. Did you catch that? He is pointing out to the people of this world and he's, he is warning the Christians. Believers, I hope you caught that. If you choose to be a friend of the world and blend in with them, you have become an enemy with God. That is one place I certainly do not want to be, is be an enemy to our Creator. And what he's saying here, Romans 12 and 2, I'm going to read this one right before the break here to help us kind of close in on what he just said. So therefore, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. And I'm going to touch on this. Do In James 4 and 4, he said, you are an adulterous people. So don't do that the friendship of the world means that you are an enemy of God. And anybody that chooses to be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And so Romans 12 and 2 says, in other words, instead of being an enemy of God, he says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We got to do that through the word of God. We have to renew our mind through the Bible, reading the Bible, putting that word in our minds and letting it change our heart so that we'll transform the way we think and realize where our citizenship is, that we are not part of this world. And then it says, then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we're going to stop right there and take a break. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. We are always seeking God for the message He would have us give our listeners for each episode. Whether you listen in on Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Spotify, 
I want to encourage you to click on the subscribe button so that you don't miss a single episode of the Word of God that we share. As the number of subscribed listeners increases, we move up higher in the search engines and others can find our podcast easier and they too can start hearing the Word of God as well. Will you help us reach more lives with the gospel? Click subscribe on your favorite app today. This will help others find our podcast and you won't miss a single episode. Thanks again for being a faithful listener and keep on holding fast to faith. Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. Today we're talking about do you understand where your citizenship really is recorded when you become a Christian and a believer and a follower of a Christ? And I'm uh, joined in the studio today with my wife, April, and she's helping me read scriptures and we're discussing some things. Uh, we have our next scripture that we're going to talk about is Hebrews 11 and 16. And in this one, the people that are being talked about here, the believers are looking for a better country. They understand that the country that they live in is not their permanent home. And so uh, Hebrews 11 and 16, you want to go ahead and read that one for us, April? Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Wow, did you catch that? Listeners, I want you to understand what was just said there. We as believers are longing for a better country. He didn't say a better place that we'll go to. So he said a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called our God. Why? Because we're longing for that country and not for the place that we're living in right now. So we're not desiring this earth. We're not desiring the things of this world. Um, You know, April, we have so many people that we come in contact with that uh, you know, people get so caught up in what they what they do, or their education, or their belief system, or even their house. And you know, we pass by sometimes some uh, some trailers. We even talk about this sometimes. We pass by a single wide trailer that's got a fifty or sixty thousand dollar vehicle sitting out in front of it, where people are so caught up in their physical possessions, right. and uh, you know. And, and I used to duck hunt with some people. I carry a, a a Mossberg 835. It's about a $300 shotgun. And a lot of the people that I used to duck hunt with would uh, duck hunt with three and $4,000 Benelli's and stuff like that, that as if they wanted to show me how much better they were and, and share their, their wealth, the, the brag on their wealth about how, how much they hold to their physical valuables. But, uh, the Bible here is telling us in Hebrews eleven sixteen that we shouldn't even be longing for anything here on this earth. Our longing should be for a better country, a heavenly one. And this is why God's not ashamed to be called our God. And look at that last line in that scripture. Because God has prepared a city for them. He's already prepared a place for those that are longing for a better country than one you live in. So look, it don't matter if you live in America. And I know a lot of people says that the United States is the greatest country that's ever been on the face of the earth. And everybody's got their opinions. But I'll tell you, the United States has got 
plenty, plenty of problems and sins that they've got to deal with, just like any other nation on the earth. And none of us, if we are Christians, needs to be longing for the lifestyle that the earth is offering, that the world is offering to us. Um, and we're going we're gonna to look at this next scripture, Hebrews 13 and 14, and it clearly tells us that we don't belong here. Read that one for us, April. For this world is not our home. We are looking forward to an everlasting home in heaven. Wow. So the scriptures, Hebrews 13 and 14. Now, understand when I am saying this, uh, when we're telling that, that we're part of another kingdom, this is for the believers. If you have not received Jesus Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior, this is not yours. The only way that you can have that heavenly home that we're talking about is that you receive Jesus Christ in your heart. So this is telling us right here, uh, as a fact, the world that we currently reside in is not even our home. So we're actually, you know, we talk about the, uh, the, the news here in the United States is just covered up with all kinds of news coverage about our southern border and illegal aliens pouring across our border day after day after day after day of foreigners, illegal aliens coming into the United States without cause and without uh, legal right to be here. But look at Hebrews 13 and 14. This world is not our home. We don't even belong here. We're illegal aliens in this world. We, we don't belong here. It doesn't matter if you're in Israel, if you're in Pakistan, if you're in Turkey, if you're in Cambodia, if you're in the Philippines, wherever it is you're listening to this podcast, you as a Christian are not even a permanent citizen of the country that we live in because the Bible tells us that our home is permanently in heaven with the Lord our God. And it says we should be looking forward to our everlasting home in heaven. So look at this next scripture and i really love this one philippians 3 and 20 and april wanted to read this one and talk about it go ahead and read this one april but our citizenship is in heaven and we are eagerly and we eagerly await a savior from there the lord jesus christ so our citizenship is where it's certainly not here on this earth the scripture tells us plainly that our citizenship as believers is in heaven and we are eagerly awaiting a savior from there. And who does it say that savior is? It is the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross for our sins and was buried. And on the third day he was resurrected and through faith we enter into him and he enters into us and we are born of the new born as a new creature in Christ and have an everlasting home with him in heaven. We're going to take a break right there and we'll come back. So don't go anywhere. Hello, everyone. I want to talk to you just a second about how important it is to get your daily diet for your spirit through the Word of God. I know that we put a lot of podcasts out there and we're giving you a lot of the Word, but if you don't have a copy of the Bible, you need to find yourself one and start reading it on a daily basis. There's nothing more important for your walk with Jesus Christ than reading the Word of God 
every single day. If you don't have one, find you one and get out there and start reading the Word of God. It is your spiritual food. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. Today, we are talking about do you understand where your citizenship really is recorded? And just before the break, we talked about Philippians 3 and 20. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there and the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, we want to bring a point across here about what it means to become a Christian and what happens with your citizenship. So, so April... What happens the moment you receive Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior? That moment that you become a Christian, your citizenship changes. It's it's not no longer where you're from or what race you are, but that you are a child of God in the family of believers, living in and be- building the kingdom of God here on the earth. Amen. So the just as soon, the very moment that you have faith and you act on faith and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get a new citizenship. Right. And your citizenship, your home address changes. You get a change of address and it becomes with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter. What was that you said? It don't matter where you're from or what race you're part of. Yep. All that matters is what? That you're a child of God. That you're a child of God. You've received Christ in your heart and become a child of God, and you immediately get your citizenship in heaven. Man, I'm telling you, when you try to get a citizenship in the United States, there's a lot of stuff that you got to go through, a lot of money that has to be spent, and I'm sure it's similar on other nations, but the easiest place, the easiest country, the easiest land that you could get your citizenship is in that eternal spiritual heaven, and that is accepting Jesus Christ in your heart through faith as your Lord and Savior, and then you instantly, as a free gift, receive your citizenship into heaven, and it's a permanent address. You don't have to pay taxes on it every year. If you don't have your taxes to pay on your home, Jesus don't come over and take your house away from you. You've got a permanent home in heaven the moment that you receive Jesus Christ. And that's why he makes such a statement. You know, we opened up with my, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So when, when he says that we need to understand that we're going to leave this world one day and be in a permanent home with him and not have a life here and the sorrows and the problems and stuff that goes on here on this earth. And, We've also got to understand, this is a point I was trying to prove while ago when, when we were having a discussion off the mic, um, when we realize that we are aliens in this land, so to speak, that our spirit, our spirit man, the only part of us that's really alive because we've been made alive in Christ. And I love the scripture, Paul says, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me and Our spirit is alive inside of us because of Christ being in us. And our spirit's going to live forever because we've been born again. And that 
lets us know and we need to understand that we are in just a shell. This flesh here is just a shell that's going to fall off and deteriorate and go back to dirt where it came from. But the real person that we are inside is going to live on forever. And it is already a citizen of the eternal heaven because of accepting Jesus Christ in our heart. And so this flesh, this world, all that stuff's going to pass away. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. Second Corinthians 5 and 8 says, We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So you see this scripture, it says, I would prefer to be away from this body. And where? It doesn't say in heaven. It doesn't say in New Jerusalem. It doesn't say in Canaan land. It doesn't give all these words that people refer to as the promised land. It says at home. So where's our citizenship? We're at home wherever God has set up his kingdom for us to be with him forever and ever. And it's certainly not here on this world. So he's this scripture, 2 Corinthians 5 and 8, we are confident I say and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. And uh, who is it that overcomes the world? I need you to understand this. This is 1 John 5 and 5. Whoever overcomes the world is only the people who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I'll repeat that one again. That's 1 John 5 and 5. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, 1 John 2, 15 and 17 kind of gives us a warning. And this scripture tells us, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them for everything of the world. The lust of the flesh, things that we can desire in our flesh. The lust of the eyes, things that we look at and say, hey, I want that. I got to have that. And the pride of life, the way that we like, the way we live, and the pride of our accomplishments. it None of this comes from the Father, but it comes from the world. And the world and its desires will pass away, but whoever does the will of God will live forever. And uh, I know that our time is closing down here really close, but I want to, want to give you a couple more scriptures real quick and then pray with you. 1 Peter 2 and 11 says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners, he's warning you again, he's letting you see right there that you don't belong here if you're a Christian. He's calling you a foreigner. He's telling you to abstain from sinful desire which wage war against your soul. That is 1 Peter 2 and 11 where he calls us foreigners. Uh, I'm going to go to Colossians 3 and 2. He says, set your minds on the things above and not on earthly things. Another one that lets us know we don't need to be thinking about what's here on this earth. And then quickly, Jesus, in, in uh, John chapter 14, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, he has many rooms. And that's where he's going to take us. He's built that place for us. He said, If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare that place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am and you know the way to the place where I am going. 
Thomas answered him and said, but Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we get there? How do we know the way? And Jesus said, I am that way. I'm the truth and I'm the life and no one will get to the father except through me. So Jesus is telling us, if you want to know the way to heaven, it's got to be through him and there's no other way. So we've got to understand that Jesus Christ promised us that we are part of his kingdom the moment that we received Christ in, in our heart. And I want you to understand something. There's only one way to get there, and it's through Jesus. John 3.16 tells us clearly, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. And if you believe in him, you'll not perish, but you'll have eternal life. In verse 17, God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, Christ Jesus. It's very important to know that. In Matthew 6, 33, if you want eternal life, you've got to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we have to know that the what God wants out of us is to seek his kingdom and get a kingdom mindset and realize where our citizenship really is. And lastly, John 3 and 5, what does that scripture say, April? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. So Jesus is saying right here, unless you are born of the Spirit, I mentioned it earlier, that when Jesus came out of the grave, he was the firstborn of the Spirit. And he told us that through faith in him, we could also enter into him and he would enter into us. And we could be made alive through the Spirit of God through faith in Jesus Christ, that his death on that cross was our death and our penalty and our payment for sins and that Jesus was resurrected, and he left our old man and our sins in the grave never to be remembered against us again, and we can live an eternal life through him living in us. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you so that you can get your permanent citizenship in the kingdom of God and start having a kingdom mentality and think for yourself to realize this earth is not my home and I'm going to go to my kingdom one of these days. And friends, that's going to be really soon. Jesus Christ is coming back to get his church. And if you're not part of his kingdom, you will not be going with him when he comes back. So the only way to be part of his kingdom is to accept, is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you for establishing your word with us, your covenant and your promises that you told us that we are not of this world, that we're part of your kingdom and that you are coming back to get us and taking us to where you are so that we can live with you for eternity. God, I pray that all the listeners that are listening to this podcast can realize and get the spiritual mindset that they are only foreigners in this land that is going to pass away and that we are not going to be here forever, but we're going to be with you, and this world will not be our permanent home. God, I just pray that we all have that spiritual mindset, and Lord, if there's anybody listening that has not accepted you as Lord and Savior, God, I pray right now that they 
ask you into their heart that you send your convicting spirit to them to help them realize that their only way to get out of the troubles and the tribulations that this world is facing is to accept you as Lord and Savior and to ask you into their heart and ask you to come in and rule over their life so that they too can enter into your kingdom and be part of the kingdom that you've set up just for your people. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for letting us have your word. And God, most of all, I thank you for grace, mercy, and salvation that's been provided through Jesus Christ alone. Lord, we praise you and we give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you and thank you for listening. And again, if you have received Jesus Christ in your heart, we ask you to email us and let us know that email address is holdingfasttofaith at outlook.com. Let us know so we can rejoice with you. God bless you and we'll see you on the next one. Thank <laughs>